What is good? So family, I'm happy to be here now with you. Welcome to another episode of Feeling Free. Today's episode is with my friend Austin. He is a co-founder and operator of a very successful marketing company that works with some of the biggest health and wellness brands that you know. He also just launched an amazing clothing company. He's incredibly intelligent and successful in business, but his outlook on life is what he, what makes him unique and keeps me coming back to him asking questions. I've known him for a year now and I keep asking him more and more to learn more from him. Whether it's money, abundance, integrity and alignment, partnership, love, sex, the sacredness in sex and so much more. So we're going to dive into it all in his entire outlook on life and how to get aligned in that. So if you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple and follow on Spotify so you never miss an episode. It means the world if you would rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. This helps the show get noticed and recommended to other awesome humans such as yourself who are in search of content that inspires them to be themselves, love themselves more, and love this life. So thank you deeply in advance. And I have some exciting news. I just created a new offering that is called the Fear Breakthrough Experience. The mentorship is still available if you feel called to that, but a good amount of people have been asking about sessions beyond that, saying, Ben, I'm not sure if you know I need the full eight weeks. I might just need one or two sessions. So this experience is a 75-minute session, and if you feel called to work with me in either of these settings, please go visit my website for more information. That's feeling-free.com or look in the description and show notes for the link. All right, my friends, cue the intro and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with the love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Austin Floyd, how in the hell are you, my dude? Doing good. I'm coming off a day of <laughs> meetings and like one of the one of my favorite things is uh, I was just talking to someone and they were like, "Yeah, how was your meeting?" And I was like, "It's good because like all my clients are my friends too." So it's like like there's a congruency to life that I love. Dude, I love that. So actually, I was making a list of things. I was like just kind of a points I wanted to talk to you about, but I forgot about this one. Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought this up. Will you talk about, this is just how we do, but we're yeah. just going to get straight into it, of your philosophy of life. Like when you said congruency, like you do mm -hmm. business with friends. Yeah. And just talk about like how you literally like structure your day and live. Like yeah. just your life is very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I was actually talking to another friend earlier. It's a tough, I talked to, I, at one point I like looked at my phone cause I can tell if I'm going to go to bed stressed or not based mm. on how many people I've talked to for the day. And so if I've talked to upwards of 20 people, I'm almost always going to bed stressed because it's yeah. just too many people in one day. But I was talking to someone earlier and we were talking about, um, we were talking about exactly like structuring your day, understanding like philosophy for life. And the congruency and my main understanding of life is you should be sharing your medicine you should be doing what you want to do i had a um, a really down day one time 
CR, my partner came up to me and she was like, share your medicine. Like, that's all you have to do. Mm. And I think when I was like 17 and I realized that like life is the word that like stuck with me for like four years was the word malleable. Like everything that we do is shapeable, is changeable, can be whatever we want it to be. And we are constantly choosing what that is. And for me, I want to maximize pockets of time. So I don't want dead time. And I want to make sure that everything I do feels great. So I'm not lying. I'm never lying. If I lie and like something fucked me up that day, Mm. um, I am never trying to rely on scarcity. So for me, that's a routine. A routine is based out of scarcity. Now doing things strategically is not scarcity, but having to have a routine does mean that you have to rely on some sort of boundary or foundation that you set up because the uncertainty and unknown is so scary that it's creating a negative effect. So you create these boundaries to be like, I know what's going to happen next, but like no one actually knows what's going to happen next. Like there's never like, but we make that up. And once we make that up, we're happy with it, but I don't necessarily (laughs) rely on a routine. Mm. I have specific things that I do every day, but it's not always in the same order. And it's more like if I do these things, I know that I'm happy. So I do keep those in in order to feel fulfilled and to do X, Y, Z, but I'm never like, I never try to uh, feel that, damn, I'm a woke person. I need to meditate every day. And then Mm -hmm. when I don't meditate for one day, I don't feel woke and I I hate myself and I end up losing all my points on whatever my app is that tells me that I'm a good meditator. (laughs) And uh, Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Very interesting, but I try to live everything where it feels good from the heart. If it doesn't feel good, I fucking, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Which I love. And you do, and how you structure your days, meaning like you, there's no half, half twos for you. Yeah. And yeah. like you just, and like doing business with friends, how you even told me recently, you invested X thousands of dollars, like for mm-hmm. friends, because you felt good. Yep. You, like what, like, how did you get that way? Or what does that even mean to you? Like, how do you approach that? Because that's difficult for a lot of people. Totally. So, yeah, I'll go through. I've always been tapped into, quote unquote, abundance. Um, mm-hmm. At least with my mindset, not necessarily with money. I mean, like, after leaving college, so to give like a little background, uh, I was pulled out of going to school for neuroscience uh, to join a startup company and to help them scale. We went there, but we were still getting paid a startup salary, so it wasn't much money. And that eventually led to us at one point spending a month living in a motel where I was sharing a full bed with one of our other mutual friends, Trent. I didn't know this. You were in a motel for a month sharing a bed? Yeah, me and Trent shared a full. um, (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that was fun. And like during that time, I had like my mind was just not good. I had this like crazy skin thing going on, which like Mm. I definitely was like self manifested, but like it was in a way to teach me a lot. And then I took these crazy fucking antibiotics that they prescribed and I couldn't eat anything either. So like my skin was like breaking out in these rashes, but then my stomach got screwed up so badly from this antibiotic where I like couldn't digest meat or like something. And like, so I had to like heal all that stuff again. But like, I was still tuned into like, oh, I'm going to make money and know where things are coming from. And like, if this is the worst, like this isn't that bad. Like I could figure this Mm -hmm. out. I could do anything I want. 
and still get back to here and like, cool, that's fine. Um, or like the worst thing that happens is I end up in my parents' basement, which is like a nice basement. So I'm cool with that. Um, <laughs> yes. like we always set these, like I have to have X, Y, or Z and I've been tuned into that. Like, I know that I'm going to be X, Y, or Z at one point in time. I'm not tied up with how I'm going to get there. And like things like investing in a friend's company, like if I had a friend who was like, Austin, I'll give you this money. Do you think eventually you'll be able to make it back or whatever? Like you're going to be able to go on your life's purpose. I would always be like, yeah, I would take it. So like the number one investment that I could ever make is in someone that I see the potential of what they could become. And especially with this product, it's something that I think could change the world. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, of course, like, I don't care if I lose the money, whatever. It's fine. That's just money gone and money comes in and out. But at the end of the day, what I'm investing in is like that person's purpose. And like, if yes. all of us invested in everyone's purpose, I mean, the world would be fucking amazing. I love that dude. And that goes back to what you said of, and there's a couple of things. Um, but I think that's not the only reason, but partially why you do so well is that you're not attached. Like how you literally invest money. It's like, I mean, there's a couple of reasons like you're investing into purpose. And I know that's one of your business rules of because yeah. for your marketing agency, right? Of like you're you don't want to do business with someone unless you would use that product. Like that yeah. goes back into like the honesty of your personal life, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, integrity all the way through. Like that's if with attention labs, my whole thing is like I was actually talking to a company earlier today and they're like, we love that you reach out to us because like we only wanted to work with an agency that actually uses our product. Mm. And I was like, yeah, like I only will ever live my life congruently because if I feel like I'm shelling out bullshit, like it doesn't matter who you are, how much money you're making or what you think you can stuff down your true belief system. But the reality comes down to like, if you're promoting something that you wouldn't use, like part of you is dying doesn't matter what way that is, but like part of you is feeling that mm. just rotten, like bullshit feeling. And I felt it helping certain companies. And that's why we stopped working with them because like, if they change, we're not going to work with them that way. That's a different person, a different model. Like you do not get my superpower. My superpower is used for good. Wait. So you stopped working with companies cause they altered, like they changed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If like, if the integrity of a company starts to change, and they are not the company that we ultimately want to align with. I'm not, I'm not going to entertain that. Dude, I love this. And I was actually journaling about this before our call, which is funny. So many people, because whether it's money, success, validation, we find something that works. And even if it's not fully aligned, it's not fully fulfilling, whatever, we stick to it because we don't want to lose it. I think part of your superpower, dude, is like you're not afraid of losing it. And you, but then with that mindset, you know, you're not even losing anything. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, with each step that I, it's like rock climbing, like with each checkpoint I get to, like I tie in and I make sure that like, okay, if I have to go back down, like I can rely on something that I tied into before, because that way I'm also never acting out of scarcity. Because like, oh, what's the worst that happens? Like I have to tap into my reserves, my bank account. Ooh, whoop-de-doo. Like I'm not worried about that. And like that's, you know, I have a principle of like holding like six months of, of income 
just always sitting there so that if anything happens, I could just tap in for six months. Like you can make anything happen in six months. Mm-hmm. Really try. So a few things like that to keep the abundance mindset always going through. That's have you always been like that? Were you, were you ever worried about money ever or how do you, and do you ever slightly get worried about money? I definitely do. I mean, I think there's no way not to because money is like the root of power in our society. And it's also what we equate to time. And so because we equate money and time, people with less money think they have less time just for life. And so I've had periods of time where I have less, I think I have less time. Therefore I have less money and it feels that scarcity, but I'll notice those thoughts and I can kind of just be like, Austin, shut the fuck up. Like, one of my guiding principles of wealth is I will always spend money on health and I will always spend as much money as I want to on good quality nutrition and food. And so like if I go to whole foods and I leave and I spent too much money and I get down on myself, I'm like, dude, shut up. This is your rule. And then I'm like, damn, you're right, bro. And then I just keep going. So like I try to like override or uh, get rid of those negative talking points that we have because I'm not spending money on a Gucci bag. That's true. I won't do that. I think that's stupid. But what I will spend money on is a sauna blanket and like four red lights because I know at the end of the day, even if they give me back 20 minutes of life or 20 minutes of energy daily, 20 minutes of energy daily compounded 365 times in one year leads to 10 to 100x the amount of money that I could make by spending this money to get that energy. Mm. that's cool dude what is and so were you ever was there ever a point that you were worried about money in your history or have you always just looked at or what was something that key what was a key yeah before starting this company i went into debt and i was like i was only like 10 grand in a debt but i was still in a debt Mm. and um it was a lot of like that you know, it was, it was very difficult because at that time I was dating a girl in Chicago and she liked bougie stuff and I didn't <laughs> have money. But of course, like being the guy in the relationship in a traditional relationship, you're not going to be like, no, we can't go out to eat. Da, da, da. And like, she's big in the food industry there. And so like, I mean, I was just spending and spending and I had a bunch of credit cards. So at that point it was like, I hope something works. And like, I had mm. a bunch of cryptocurrency So that was doing well. And then it wasn't doing well. And then I realized like the over-reliance that I had on like, oh, these, my money's going to make money or X, Y, Z. And so I did for a while go into that scarcity where I was like, I was uh, at least 65% of the time living in my parents' basement and then living in Chicago. So I was going back and forth and I was just in debt trying to figure out what to do. My dad gave me some money. Um, Not much, like 500 bucks a couple of times. And then it was more like, just figure this out. And I was like, what is my skill? What is my purpose? What is my superpower? Like, why am I not leaning into that? Why are so many people not? Because they want, I want to be a musician. Cool. You want to be a musician. That's great. Maybe your superpower isn't music, but it's something around that industry that you could be doing. And that's what I was just trying to figure out with myself. Um, So yeah, I mean, I've had that. I've had all that. Um, But at the end of the day, like, what is it like 90% of Americans are in debt. So it's a lot, like, bro. This is all made up. 
Money is made up. Yep. Stop getting worried about it. Get rid of your debt first, of course, because it does create this crazy fucking weight on your mind. But, or at least have some plan to pay it off because that will just immediately help your mindset. But just realize like what you want to do, you should be doing and the money will come if you do it and you keep integrity throughout. Mm, I love that. And you mentioned um, like how, how that partner, like how that has affected you. And I know you're on a brand new journey now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> you're like nodding your head. Yes. So how is that? I'm curious, dude, like, with you said, Ciara, you mentioned her before your partner and um, you're, you're venturing into the realms of fatherhood, which, yes. right. So yep. congrats for that, of course. Thank you. How, how is that the feeling and how has, or maybe just how important is a partner from what you've seen? Yeah. I think so before Ciara and after that last partner, there was a month and a half stint of me not talking to girls of me, like no sex, nothing like my life was around getting clear of what I wanted and realizing that every time I went to a bar drunk or I did some stupid thing like that, that what I was looking for was stupid and it made no sense. And it didn't ultimately end up leading to my life purpose. Cause it doesn't. And I mean, like I know most of my friends, like every girl they met is when they're drunk. And like, that is not a real relationship. And how you start a relationship is how the relationship will go. doesn't mm. matter that in like the energy investment out of the gate for anything is going to ultimately lead to what that calibrates to throughout the rest of the relationship. So most people end up going into a relationship because they got drunk at a bar, went home, had sex, whatever it was like, Oh, I learned pickup art. And then you go and you pick up a girl and X, Y, Z. I don't agree with any of that. So for a year and a half, I just, had a lot of mental battles of like, what do I want? Who is this person? Like every time I would go out and get drunk and look for someone, like realize the stupidity and what I was doing and how it was just me repeating the same patterns of the past. And then come last December, I met Ciara and it started down this path of, Oh, like I have built myself to a place where I can meet someone who is a goddess is an expression of something that I actually want to be and to be with and doesn't play on my wounding. It doesn't play on my trauma. So it changed my understanding of what a relationship could be immediately. And by a month and a half of knowing her, like we had this experience where we fell in love, but she still had two other partners mm -hmm. and we were in a, or she was in a poly relationship. And after that experience, I was already, eternally grateful for who she was and how she was in my life and at that point i was like i literally we don't have to be together we don't have to do anything i love her and i'm grateful mm. and i will be for the rest of my life and it's not a relationship where like i need to feel like i need to suck the energy out of her in order for me to feel good instead i was like she already did what she was supposed to do with me and then that and that unattachment and that willingness to allow each of us to be ourselves together and develop a friendship first, then turned into a beautiful partnership, which is now resulting in a family and then mm. eventually a kingdom. No, I'm joking, but we'll see. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I loved what you said of allow ourselves to be each other together. Exactly. Like, yeah, soulmate is someone who allows you to find your own soul. 
I love that, man. Yeah. That's deep. And it's interesting because uh, how I think of, you mentioned abundance a lot. It's whether money, yep. it's fake, whatever you want to say, it's real or just wh- whatever we define as money. And love, it's the same thing. And how you approach that was from that detached place of, yes, of course, I still care about her. I love her. It would be yeah. nice if this worked out. But coming from a true place of we've I've received this experience of what was supposed to happen. Yes, exactly. And, but it still took months. It did. It did. And it was like, uh, you know, I mean, it was to a point where, like, of course, you always have the, I could have this. I'm, oh, now I'm losing this type feel. That's, you know, humans in all psychology studies respond better to, hey, you could do this, but you're going to lose $5 or you could do this, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to gain $5. Yes. And, uh, or won't lose $5 or will gain $5. People don't want to lose the $5 more than they want to gain it. What so, is it? I think it's at a multiplier of seven or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so it becomes a very similar thing with relationships where like meet intense energy and then, of course, like that first week after, I was like, oh, man, like I want this, da, da, da. And then I was like, okay, you just got to get over it. Like you're doing this because you want to tie yourself to something. and You don't need to do that in order to still be the advanced level up that you just became because you were both together. Mm. And like that's where like the dance, it doesn't matter if it's a friendship. It doesn't matter if it's a one-time encounter. Like every dance should teach you a new move, right? And so like I got the new move mm-hmm. and – then I was like, oh, cool. Like, I wish I could get a million new moves. And then I was like, oh, really? You're just addicted to trying to get all these new moves. Like, why don't you just like sit with what you have and like be grateful for where that came to? So, of course, it took some meditating and journaling getting to mm-hmm. that point. But then once it did, like, as with anything, like the moment that you're, you don't feel without it and you're not in lack because to be in lack or to be anti anything makes it so that you are actually attracting the thing that you are anti or in lack of mm-hmm. when you're neutral, like then that's when it all comes to you and then you can be pro. And then once you're pro, you have it and you are it. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, I have not recorded any ads outside from informing you of my personal offerings. I've been patiently waiting for the right products that I love and align with to share with you. So I am excited to tell you about my new favorite clothing company, Spiritual Narcissist. The name alone is worth looking into. The garments are made from high-quality material, organic cotton, and eco-friendly goodness. Yo, like, they make clothing like no other company. You could describe it as fashionable loungewear, but that still doesn't do it justice. You can wear it inside or outside the house, be just as comfy and just as good-looking and when I, so I just got my first pair of loungewear slash sweatpants and I can, I couldn't believe how good it felt. The first words that came out of my mouth were, this feels good on my butt. <laughs> and as a man, I have never said that in my life about any clothing. Like I felt, it was like, I felt it on my butt, how good it felt. And this is branded for men, clothing for men, but it's just as good for women, especially Um, The lounge pants that I am referring to, they are called Horus. So H-O-R-U-S, the Horus pant. These are like sweatpants and steroids. They're great for women too. 
So whether it's for you or someone you love, check it out at spiritualnarcissist.me, spiritualnarcissist.me. That link is also in the description slash show notes. It's in the description. It's in the show notes. So go to their website. It's in the bio and use my code BEN11 for 11% off. It's well worth the investment. Seriously, my favorite clothes that I've owned, quality, earth-friendly, and their messaging. If you look at their website, there's a lot of um, little hints and winks towards fear. So that also tugged at my heartstrings. So use Ben11, that's B-E-N-1-1, to get a discount and you can thank me later. All right, let's get back to the combo with Austin. I love this dude. So if people can't tell already, Austin's very intelligent and very binary as far as yes. he just like, if it's stupid, he doesn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but a lot of other humans aren't like that. <laughs> yeah, is we keep enough. doing the stupid thing over and over and over. Yes. <laughs> so, and I know you, you, you have empathy for sure. And I think that is part of your superpower is you just view the world. I mean, it's not binary, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of yeah. nuance, but it's like, you just have a complete understanding to you. It's just like, why would I do that? Like, it literally does not make sense to you. Mm-hmm. And I know that's part of just like your natural being. Um, but how have you cultivated that? Dude, I mean, that comes to like what you were saying at the beginning, which is congruence. Everyone mm-hmm. has us. Everyone is already there. It's just, we have programming and like, mm. whether it's television or whether it's, you know, Oh, every fucking romance novel I've read, like it's supposed to be trauma. Like your life's supposed to be trauma for the rest of the time that you try to be in a relationship, whatever it is. Like one of the, one of the first things that I would say when we were in our relationship was like, we don't have to have a bad or hard relationship. Like we can continue to choose the positive route for everything. Mm. And it's similar to like, when we figured out we we're going to have a family, I'm like, our family is not going to be about ors. It's going to be about ands. We can have Ooh. everything. And so it's very similar with the way that we all have these calibrating systems. The reticular activating system is the thing that lets you sort and find things. That's why when you buy a car, you see that same car everywhere. Well, it's very similar to what you tune it into for your actual day-to-day. I, my family struggles with addiction, right? Like I come from a family that has problems with it could be addiction to anything, but alcohol and X, Y, Z. But I noticed that I was drinking a lot, especially in college and all this. And I was like, this is stupid. And theoretically it takes three generations to break alcoholism. I was like, I'm just going to stop. So I just stopped. And there's a lot of things like that, that I realize Mm -hmm. where we all have these addictions. It's only because like, we're not allowing ourselves to just feel that like horrible nature for a minute of like uh i want to do this like i still go to an airport lounge and i see like someone with a nice whiskey and i'm like ah that just it sounds like it feels good (laughs) but like i know that it doesn't because i've experienced that that whole train of emotions over and over again and i think the more that we can listen to the underlying thought the thing that's like hey this doesn't feel good why are we doing this or like this doesn't make any sense why am i doing this and actually sit there and take a minute, take two minutes, take three minutes, because I think in quickness, we often lose quality of thought. It's very like, this is with everything, right? The faster you are, almost always, the worse you are quality wise. If you can sit there with something, you can just choose to not do it. And the one moment that you choose to not do it, reward yourself for not doing it. 
And if you can reward yourself for not doing it in that moment, then you then are able to create a positive feedback loop. And once you create that feedback loop, your mind changes because now and from then on, you move towards the things that you can actually make yourself feel good with. And you become the person motivating you versus the external thing. Dude, that's dope. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I know you've learned, you've worked a lot as far like on divine masculinity. Yeah. So what, how do you define that? Like, how do you define, how do you define define masculinity? Um, this is, that's a really interesting question. So I think divine, anybody who calls themselves a divine masculine is not. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before. Uh-huh. It's same, if you call yourself a master, you're not a master. A master is always pursuit in the pursuit of mastery. Someone who's trying to become a divinely masculine is always in the pursuit. And I think it comes down to you releasing trauma and the shells of what you believe masculinity is and just mm. becoming integrity. Like the more that you can be the person who is has integrity in everything they do. If you need to keep a secret, keep a goddamn secret. Don't tell people about it. Like that's one way to have integrity. If you need to hold space and not take on someone else's emotions because they're not yours, that's integrity. And so it becomes like holding integrity in yourself for yourself allows you to have integrity for everyone else. And mm-hmm. so like a divine masculine would be someone who can hold space for anything that the divinely feminine chaos could have. Um, and we all have both inside of us masculine and feminine. So we have chaos all the time and our partners have to learn the reflexive nature of holding the divine masculine for us as well. Um, but it just becomes a, like a leveling up, uh, and you can work on it without a partner, but I truly think that unless you have a female or a partner, if you're a homosexual, then you, I think you need them to practice. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It can be just a friend relationship. But if it's a guy, girl, or a guy, guy, whatever it is, you have to be able to have that interplay to really be like, oh shit, when things hit the fan, yeah. can I actually hold space? Or am I like over weeping in the corner now? Like, no, that's not my trauma. Like, I need to let you experience your thing. And I'm going to be me, but I'm going to hold this area for you. Mm. Yeah. it? I love that last point. What is an example of that? Like in your own life, as far as, Cause it is so tempting, especially for me and cause I'm so caring and loving, like I'm tempted to not want people to experience that pain or trauma. So number one, I think that if you start to try to feel their emotions for them or like you cry because they're crying, that you are actually doing them a disservice mm. and you are the bad guy. Um, I believe that I've had, uh, I was talking with someone and they were like, yeah, but isn't that like, isn't it cold and like, you know, dark to like not hold their, I'm like, why are you trying to take their thing and amplify it? Like emotions are messages. We all have a emotional guidance system. And when that energy is trying to move, if we don't let it move and we try to amplify it, that makes no sense. And so like, for instance, with Ciara and I, if she has a problem, she's going through something, I am holding space. I'm not like in a frown, like, like sitting there, (laughs) but I am expressionless. I make sure I am not showing any expression and make sure that my body is still. And like, if I'm using a rhythmic um, like 
motion on her or something that like puts her in a state where she can express. I will, but for the most part, it is a like, she's like, Hey, I have this thing coming up. I'm like, please cry, like experience what you need to experience. And I will hold that space. And like holding space can be such a like broad thing, but like Mm -hmm. the reality is like, we all know people who hold space incredibly. And like often the verbiage is different, but it's just someone who's like unaffected by all the things going on around them to the point where you can literally get in the stillness and feel and express what you need to, and then get over that. But like to take on someone else's emotion and to project that back to them makes absolutely no sense because that's not what you're there for. You're there to be able to allow them to process what they need to. And emotion is just a process. It's not something they're supposed to stay in and then get back to themselves. Interesting, dude. How do you view as, as the masculine or as a man, how do you view, cause you said, you know, we're all emotional beings, like literally like we just are, that's, that's what humans are. We're having an emotional experience. How do you, how do you practice feeling emotions? Because as men, that's very difficult to even acknowledge, to feel, to speak in emotions. What is your practice around that? Yeah. So, I mean, I like similar, like what I was saying earlier, like I like to maximize time. Um, If I have an emotion, I'm going to feel it right away. Like the more that we store this shit, the more it's going to just come back and like eat you no matter what it is. But (laughs) yeah. um, if you read the book Conscious Loving or like for Gay Hendricks concepts, he talks a lot about like immediately voicing whatever is in your head and like having no sensor or filter. Mm. I don't do that all the time. And I'm not necessarily having no sensor or filter because I like to think about what I'm going to say before I say it. But I do try to make sure that I bring up how something makes me feel when we start to talk about it. And I like to experience and express what I feel when I feel it and let that keep going. And if I feel, normally like where I feel things is in my heart space or like a uh, top left chest. If something is unresolved, I'll feel a pit there. I know mm-hmm. it every time. So then I will always make sure that I, we go into a conversation can kind of work out whatever that is. Cause otherwise like it doesn't go away and it never does. And people just build resentment that way. And I just always want to be able to feel what I feel. And like, to be honest, I'm pretty happy. And I like stay that way for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is because like I try to continually align my lifestyle and what I'm doing to influence that route. I'm like the things in my environment are things that I'm like, Oh cool. It's like, like before this, I jumped on the trampoline for a minute. Cause I had like 10 minutes before a call and I was like, I need to jump. Like I need to like get the body flowing again. But then I have like my power mask for a quick nap that I use with the infrared sauna blanket like also in the middle of the day, I'll do that a lot. So I try to keep things in my environment, which then also influence the positive route. But like, if you have the news on or like a newspaper, even sitting on your desk, you're going to influence the negative route and you're going to feel a lot more negative emotions because you're purposely or not purposely, but you are purposely because we do everything purposely creating (laughs) trauma for yourself Mm -hmm. that you then have to learn to work out again. I don't like that. I'm not doing that. I love, this is cool. I'm excited for the audience and the community to get because you view it so logically, right? Which I love. It's yeah. Which is definitely. ironic about emotions. Yes. But in such yes. a cool way, right? Cause it's like, this does not benefit me. Yep. But why would I do it? Yep. Like it's going to benefit me to feel this emotion. So I'm going to do it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily quickly. Um, very similar to 
uh, someone I was talking to earlier uh, about marketing was like, you know, so how many tests would you be getting up a week? And I was like, as many as is needed. And so like with emotions, it's how much time is needed. Mm. I'm never going to rush something, but I'm going to just give it the time that's needed. And it doesn't need to be more time than that. And it doesn't need to be less time than that. And I think we all think mm. there's specific amounts of time. The same with money, right? Like the person who won't get a million dollars doesn't need a million dollars. Like that's just the truth. Like it, everything in life contracts and expands to what you can actually deal with. Same with work time. Like I know that if I have 12 hours to work and I start to work for those 12 hours, I will work for those 12 hours. But if I have an hour to work, I will only work for that hour. And I will likely always get exactly what I need to done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. What is the, do you know the theory of like, if you allot this amount of time for something? Yeah, Parkinson's law. Parkinson's? And that's basically what you were saying, right? Of like, whatever you, the time you allot. Yeah. I mean, Parkinson's law is like, yeah, the time you allot is the time that you'll be able to get something done. Um, Similarly, I mean, his was more like uh, why you procrastinate, right? You procrastinate and then there's an hour left and like, oh, you get it done in an hour. I think about it more like if you just allocate a certain amount of time to anything or a certain amount of space or whatever, it, that thing will always take up all of the space that you allot to it. You know, like the mm. universe will always give you what you settle for. Always. I like that. Um, we, we've mentioned a couple of times your superpower. I don't think we've named it. What is your superpower? Um, yeah, it's kind of difficult. Like when it just comes down to like what the name of the superpower is. But like I often would say that like I'm like Hermes, the messenger mm. god, where like my superpower is the ability to get people's messages out there or impact in the world profitable or profitably so essentially like i don't want like another tesla situation where like he creates like so much amazing shit and then he dies alone with cats and the government seizes all his shit like you should make fucking money if you were tesla and you should be able to live a lavish incredible life but that's not how that structure was set up and that's why i really like you dude well one of the reasons (laughs) yeah but you really are like you are hell-bent you are so passionate about making sure the right products, the right messages, services like that are benefiting people. You are using your intelligence, your superpower, your gift to make sure that those are literally seen and purchased and, and like that you are get to like live off of that, like lavishly, which I think is so cool because it is usually backwards. It is. Yeah. It's like, I mean, even Google and Apple, I guess not yeah kind of apple too like they all they still took it from like specific guys and like then you have you know the crazy billionaires who control the world but like at the end of the day it becomes if you make something that positively benefits society like you should be rewarded for it it doesn't Mm. matter what it is that's like people get scared all the time like what if money system falls or like what if like Bitcoin becomes the standard and immediately switches and then I own a Bitcoin. I'm like, if you have value, you will always yes. be fine. It doesn't matter. Like, even if it's just in your community and like we've talked about setting up almost like a commune or like a community of like conscious people and like intra community, you'll always have wealth because your service or your value is always added to the people around you. So even if it's like a 500 person community, like, you know, someone like CR cuts hair, like this person does this, like John's Mm -hmm. a garden. So he's making garden or he's making food for us. Like whatever it is, 
And so intra-community, if you have wealth, you'll always feel fine and have abundance. And then inter-community, of course, is where a lot of people then lose out on the rest of the wealth situation, which is like, cool, can I then go wherever I want and afford my life and X, Y, Z. And again, it's like, just have enough. You don't need more than that. Just have enough to live what you want to do. What do you, that's interesting. Like, yeah, man, I could keep going down that, but I want to ask you about, yeah. um, cause we were talking about relationships, love, all those fun things. Will you talk about first describe, but I want to hear about your experience and the work that you've done around sacred sexuality and yeah. shadow work within sex. But will you first define what those even mean before you talk about it? Yeah, so um, so sacred sexuality, of course, I'm not uh, a master. I don't believe anyone is. Uh, <laughs> even the guy who wrote the book probably isn't a master, Michael Merdad. Um, uh-huh. But so sacred sexuality is this idea of uh, a sacred nature of sex, right? Like everything in life should be done with a sacred touch, meaning like you should have reverence for what you're doing. And uh, sacred sexuality uh, is the exact same like in sex we should bring the sacred nature of living to that Mm. area of life and you should have reference for the sex that someone else can have because you literally are playing with their pleasure centers like you talk about mdma uh, psilocybin dmt whatever it is like you also have this naturally in your body which is like the pleasure center that you can hit over and over again and like experience god and so when we think about sacred sexuality we think about having that that reverence for the person and for what you're going to embark on the journey with them to Mm. get closer to their souls and allow them to get closer to their soul so what ends up happening no matter what if you embark on that practice is shadow work and shadow work is essentially like where are the things that i won't look at about myself what are those and how will they come up and sex is one of the places that people hide the most things that's why most people have sex in the dark because they're fucking afraid of fucking and like of everything they're doing. Interesting. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. Like if you want to hide something, you literally put it in the dark. And so like most people have sex in the dark. They don't want to look at each other. They will not make eye contact. I don't know many couples who actually make eye contact during sex. Yes. And they won't allow themselves to actually feel pleasure because they have uh, a pleasure threshold that the yes. moment they get over that pleasure threshold they feel bad and that's why most people yes. like people with money they want to poo poo them and they poo poo them because of the fact that those people have something that they won't even allow themselves to go get mm. so what i see is <clears throat> especially with shadow work during sex is those areas that we're all afraid of are the areas that we should pursue if we have a container that is sacred that is allowing us to explore that is allowing us to get closer to ourselves. And it's not like a, I hope they don't look at me weird tomorrow. Like that's going to be a different thing. And that's just like shallow fucking sex. And anybody can have that. That's easy to have. But if you want to actually use sex as a way to get closer to your goals, to get closer to who you truly are, then you have to set the container and create something that is sacred. Man, dude. Okay. This is good. So did you just say use sex to get closer to your goals? Yeah, definitely. Goals meaning what? Like any goals, monetary, uh, physical. Dude, this is dope. Okay. So essentially just using sex as medicine as anything else in life can be. How, how, like, what did that look like for you? I'm super curious because 
I've heard, I've, I've heard a lot of things, but I don't think I've ever heard this. And so I'm stoked to, <laughs> to learn. Everything. The act of living is a ceremony. It's got mm-hmm. an open and it's got a close. Yes. You, you're born and then you're born again later in time as Zach Bush would say. With sex, it's the exact same. You are embarking on something. What is the purpose of this pleasure that you're going to experience? Most people are familiar with Joe Dispenza. And if you're familiar with Joe Dispenza, he talks a lot about living as like in your meditations, you're rehearsing the pleasure and what it feels like to actually be at your goals, right? You're rewiring your neurocircuitry. The most pleasurable and most powerful thing that you could do is have an orgasm. Like it's like the fucking symbol to the universe of like, oh, something good is happening here. So in that state, shouldn't you be then focusing on the intention of who you want to become and what your life should be? And so often what CR and I will do is, I mean, we both know each other's goals and what we're trying to do is we will set an intention for sex prior to having it. Once we're having sex during the orgasm, you let the downloads come in about how your life's going to look and what it's going to feel like and everything. Yesterday I got some weird ones too. I was like, whoa. I'm getting chills. Keep going. Dude, you have me on the edge of my seat, bro. Yeah. So it becomes like, the number one place you can rewire your circuitry. Like, of course, Joe Dispenza wow. can't say like in his programs, like go have sex, and breathe <laughs> and sex and breathe and put I down. But like yeah. the reality is like, if you want that heightened state to get to where you need to go in the direct energy, like do it during sex with someone who is going to do that with you. And when you can <sighs> do that, then it really pulls shit into your reality much quicker. Like right now, me and Sierra were talking about this yesterday. I was like, I want Leon Bridges to play at our wedding. Oh, wow. I feel like that would be incredible. So mm-hmm. I'll pull that into, into reality. Dang, dude. I'm like emotional. Like that sounds like I'm getting chills. That sounds incredible. Yeah. It's, and everyone can do it. Like you're, again, maximizing your time. You're doing something already. You're already having sex. <laughs> yeah. But like typically you're fucking for performance. And like yes. you and want to get something person, done. Yeah, the other person needs to be like, wow, that was amazing. Good job. But like actual sex and actual pleasure and actual sacred nature, sometimes you don't come. I mean, I don't come most yeah. of the time. Sometimes like it, it really depends on where you're going down this rabbit hole. But like sometimes the wetness isn't there. Sometimes you're yeah. not hard. Sometimes whatever it is, it doesn't matter because you're, you're helping the other person get closer to their sacred nature through sex. And you're doing it in a way that also influences who they're trying to become. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Ooh, (laughs) that's so good. So, man. So, like, yeah, I'm speechless. So we're going to learn more about this because you're going to teach this in in our men's group. So for people who don't know, in 2021, we're starting. um, It's called Master Your Fear and Masculinity. And Austin is going to teach this. And we had a brief conversation and it felt good. Yeah. No pun intended, but like <laughs> I pleasure, I, I experienced yeah. pleasure. It felt good. But you just explained this even more is like, wow. Like I'm so excited to learn this even yeah. more, but this is so needed. And it's funny because as males, we are so attached to yeah, one performance success, yep. those things. And it's interesting that it's just so, you tie so many things in and I want to mention this and like in the intro, I was going to say like Austin is one of the most like intelligent, uh, 
like incredible people, but you do like in an unassuming way because you don't outwardly flaunt it. And I think some of my mentors and my favorite men that I'm close to now are that way, which is cool. But I just want to like hype this up because this is so cool of how you're bridging so many different things right now in this moment of time, efficiency, yeah. uh, just logic, uh, logic, because it is technically all the same because it's all one, right? It's just, it's all nuanced, but you're just tying it in this beautiful way. So I just want to say like, that's dope as hell. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, everything like, that's why red light's good. That's why essential oils are good, right? Everything has an ideal frequency. And mm. like, there's a reason it does because everything resonates at the right frequency. So just like the best things in life <clears throat> should be always working towards the things you want. It should be like all of these things, everything's interconnected. Like never, you know, when you're working out, if you're not also getting closer in touch with your spirituality, then like, are you working out? Dang, dude, this is good. So on that note, so I want you to, you know, promote yourself in the mm -hmm. typical way, but in the untip, not typical way. Yeah. <laughs> so you have two businesses currently very successful already. So attention labs. So if anyone's listening for health and wellness or more than that, yep. but like Austin absolutely kills it. Seriously, absolutely slays the game. Um, do you want to like give any stats of how you yeah, can I mean, help people or do you just want to leave it up to them for it to find out? Yeah, I've, I've spent like 30 or $40 million on ads and I've helped a lot of businesses grow with integrity and not with yes. the bullshit marketing of scarcity and all that stuff. So we only help abundant businesses who are trying to help the world in a better way and we do it in an abundant way to help them grow. And so, so you said, so you've, you said 30 or 40 million is how many you've, how much money I've spent. Yeah. That's interesting. And the return is crazy for companies. Like what's the, yeah. what's I mean, the it, X? It totally depends. I mean, it's at least double or triple probably. I mean, and that's I why they keep spending I don't do the math that often um, because I know per business, I don't know all time. So it's probably two or three times. Which is so in. cool. Right. So if someone invests or they spend yes. their marketing spend, their advertising spend, their ad spend is 10K most likely, right? The yeah. products are going to sell 20. Yeah, that's so cool. And then second is spiritual narcissist. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm yeah. currently wearing. Yes. Had to sport it, baby. Um, yes. So yeah. <laughs> the apparel line, would you even say apparel? How do you describe it? Yeah. I mean, it's a high-end men's luxury streetwear brand, but Boom. like the way that we've created it, there's no, it's not a collection. It's a container because it houses who you're that. becoming like you need to hold space for yourself. And you know, it's the pursuit of it is always the pursuit of betterment and a pursuit of awareness. Um, and that's what the brand is when it's wearing it. It's about to be some, some massive name sporting it. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really fun. It's a fun journey already. Right. Which it, it's cool that you can just say it's fun because of yeah. course you're going to make money off of it, but awesome. How, yeah. That really is secondary. Do you, cause yeah, of again, you're very smart. Like, you know, of course it's got to be profitable and you look at that, but even you mentioned, do you just know it's profitable? Kind of with marketing, you said you rarely look. How does that 
Do you just feel it? I mean, I'm just I'm talking about totals for like okay. all time spend and all time profitability. I know day to day. I know everything that's going on. Like yeah. the dashboards that I build, so I understand everything that's going on. But I mean, like with something like spiritual narcissist, like every person is going to do something with their time. Like, why don't you just do something that's fun? <laughs> you know? I love how simply and <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And why? So why do we spend our time? Because time, everyone has the same amount of time in a day. Yep. Maybe not life, but in in day and during yep. the day, and we spend it doing things that we usually hate. Yes, almost everybody spends it doing menial tasks that don't actually make an impact. And if they just cut out every fucking thing they did, and they only did one of those, and it was the thing that had the biggest impact, it would be way better than all the other tasks, and then they'd have a whole free day. I love that, dude. I actually view that with money too, and I know that's um like what remit which i know you have the book yep. on your on your bookshelf right as far as like spend more money on the things you love yes like you were just talking about whole foods or whatever it's like you might be spending all these things like do you, yeah. what do you love like time and money because it all is energies all you are invest you are already invested so it's just change what you're investing in exactly yeah i mean everything you buy is an investment everything yep. you like you're voting for all these things all day, every day. So Oof. vote the way, like if you just change money and you're like, you just think about it as a vote, you would change everything you did that way. Dude. I love that. View it as a vote. Yeah. Cause then you'd be like, Oh damn. I voted for McDonald's earlier. Right, you're from <laughs> like, you know, it's like those little things that like actually do add up. It's like every dollar you give to someone is a vote. And if someone's not giving you votes, check your integrity, like see what's up dang that's dope dude okay so as we wrap up last question yeah is there anything on your heart that you just feel deeply called to speak on before we this is a dope combo Mm. man i appreciate you of course i appreciate you i don't know what's on my heart i would say buy more shit that actually improves your life like set your environment up like i i went from just like ordinary living to like probably minimalism like where i was just moving a lot and suitcases and whatever and i was like i don't want anything and like i'm finally at a point where like now i'm like oh like i want toys like adult toys again like i just bought a skateboard yesterday (laughs) and i was like i was just sitting there and i was like i just really want a skateboard i haven't skateboarded in 10 years and like just skateboarding around the sub earlier as like a little break i was like this is this is fun like why did i stop doing this but like by buying things that you can put in your environment which influence the person that you're trying Mm. to become you will always be able to then become that person but if your environment isn't changing and you're not titrating it ruthlessly you will not become that person dang dude that is good and simple as that and it is so simple it is that's part of your super superpower due to simplicity yeah definitely Everything is simple, except for the things we make not simple. <laughs> um, and that someone was telling me that recently, actually, they were actually visiting in Austin, yeah. but they were staying at a five-star hotel, right? And some people would be like, why are you doing that? It's like a waste of money because they're like, well, I want to be in the quote-unquote rich environment yeah. because literally what I am creating, this product I'm creating yeah. is quite literally a product of my environment 
Yeah, definitely. That's like our buddy Bo. He's going to Costa Rica, beautiful Airbnb to film his course. And it's like, again, like, yeah, the intention and the energy, like, especially with a relationship, with a course, with whatever it is, the intention and energy when you create it is always going to be what ripples. Damn, dude. This is awesome, man. Uh, where where can people follow you? Uh, on Instagram, the Austin Floyd. I changed my handle recently, so that's new. And then, <laughs> and I'll link yeah, it. Attention of Labs, yeah, Attention Labs for marketing, Spiritual Narcissist for clothing, Heightened Living for just my ideas when I have one, like once in a while that I want to put out there. And I feel like that's it. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not find me. At least, you, hopefully not. You said you don't want to be found. Is that what you just said? Yeah, I said you can probably not find me in real life. Uh. At least, hopefully, <laughs> you know. You Unless do actually. You do a yeah. good job with that with your technology, at least. Yeah, I try to be a little bit like delayed. I don't want my whole life to be like I'm here now, and then I'm here now. Like I want to be rich. I don't want to be famous. Done. I remember that you hear me say that. Yeah, why? Because like fame comes with. What I okay, it's very similar actually to LA. So I think um, there's a what is this term I keep using? Um, anti amenities. And so, like, you know, you move <laughs> there funny. now, you're locked down, you have homeless people all over the streets, your water supply doesn't, doesn't taste that good, you have to deal with all the traffic, you have to deal with like that's LA, right? Very similarly, like, if you are famous, you have all these anti-amenities, anti-benefits. Uh. Can't be seen in public. You have to, like, cool, even with a mask on, like, I can tell who's who. Like, it's not that hard. Some people are like, you're going to be autonomous now. No, you're not. Uh-uh. I can tell who you are. It's like, if you notice Joe Rogan walking down the street, like, with a mask on, it's Joe Rogan walking You can down notice the that bald ass head everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, but it's like that with, with fame is that way. But if I have $100 million and I'm just sitting in a coffee shop working, no one knows who you are, you know? And so like, that's what you want. You want the notoriety by the people that you want to be known by, but the people that don't know you, who you're known by, or you, yeah, you can say it in that way. Typically it doesn't work out good. And like, you know, Eric Godsey has this thing where he says like, you are hundred percent responsible for the audience you create and you are. And it's same with fame. All those haters, all those people want to wear your face as like and skin you. Like you created them as much as you don't want to, you did. And like they're following you now. I love that. That's interesting that you said that. You were hundred percent responsible for the audience you create. That's funny you say that because I just got off Instagram. Um, you know, deleted the apps to redefine my relationship with it. Yeah. And that's part of it. You put words to a lot of that, right? Of just feeling like disconnected and distorted. Yes. But I did create that exact thing that I was living in. Yes. And that's part of the stepping stepping away. And that even goes to, again, what you said of, we create these things, the congruence, the integrity. I felt out of integrity. I felt out of congruence. So it's resetting of what would I be doing if no one listened if no one cared, if no one liked it, if I wasn't getting paid for it. So that's what this really is what I'm doing. Yes, dude. And that's what you got to keep doing. But like get paid yeah. for it, you know? Say what? I said, but get paid for it. Yeah. But that's part of the fear, right? Is like, are people going to like, Ben, your business they always is, will. yeah, your, 
your business is social media, but it's not, it's me. Yeah. I've and made cynically, not even me. Exactly. And like, I think about it always. I'm like, I've made investments that are thousands of dollars that don't elicit anything. And I'm just like, eh, whatever. I'll figure it out next time. So like, mm-hmm. I'm never worried about like, did I provide value? Cause like, I know I did, even if it's just a conversation, like that's enough. It is because like mm-hmm. you could read a whole book and get one or two sentences out of it. And that changes your life forever. So it's like similar to anything. Like you don't need to, at the end of the day, the person or the company or whatever you're trying to impact, like don't think it's your right to say how you impacted them. It's their right to say that. Ooh, I like that. You mentioned books and I know you read a lot. You read like a mofo. What is, what are your, maybe not just top three books, but just right now, what do you, what are the top three off your head? All of Nassim Tlaib's work. I mean, I love everything he's written. Anti-Fragile, uh, Black Swan. Uh, I keep wanting to say things I gained from, or that's the tagline, Anti-Fragile. Um, the one that's about the barbell effect, like things always weight one way or another, skin in the game. Um, I mean, I love everything that he's written. Yeah. It was it just continues to invoke curiosity on small mental models that change the rest of who you are. Hiroki Murakami for fiction, just like anything he's written, is just makes you think. Like I still, every book that I read by him, I continue to move back in my mind to the concepts that he can portray and like, that just like fuck you up. And you're like, damn, I know, I don't know. I guess I don't know about that. Like, that's true. There is such a, either way it goes. It's just, yeah. And I'm not going to give away one of the books kind of like main concepts because it takes 400 pages to get there. Um, I feel like that, oh, Trevor Blake. And he's my last one as of recently, which like brings woo-woo-ness into business. Um, so his book, The Three Simple Steps, I really dig for business. The th- three simple steps by Trevor Blake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I'll have to check that one out. And that's a quick, quick read. But yeah, I don't know. I read so much that like people ask book recommendations. I'm like, what is it you're trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. How much time do you have? Like, you know, <laughs> how complex do you want it to be? Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a very good question for you. <laughs> how complex yeah. do you want? <laughs> yeah. I love that, man. Well, Austin, dude, you, you're in, I know you don't need me to tell you this, but you're you are incredible dude like straight up the more i get to know you it it's it's fun man like you are it i do have so much yeah i just love learning from you so thanks for being in my life like for real i appreciate it of course man this is we're all on the journey together that's it it's like we all learn from each other boom all right dude anything else before we peace out of here uh no, just have a good day. Be happy and smile more. <laughs> it's all love. I like it. There we go. All right, y'all. We love you. We're out of here. Yes. Adios. All righty, y'all. You know what to do. Please make sure you follow and subscribe and make sure you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it. Thank you so much in advance. And make sure you follow Austin for more dope messages from him, whether you want to get in contact about conscious marketing or learn more about his clothing company, Spiritual Narcissist. Follow him on Instagram at the Austin Floyd. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. You know, 
just take a moment, just like what Austin said, just have a freaking great day. Above all of all the things that we put out there in the world, smile, love yourself, say something you're proud of yourself for today. Adios.